I would like to make some comments about the incident that took place at the ECW pay-per-view July 16th. I would also like to comment about what I had in my hand, these papers, these court papers. But before that, I must take off this stupid headset. I must take off this stupid hat. And actually, I must take off this stupid banner. You see, because that's what you, Paul Heyman, you, ECW, that's what you guys do. So you can look important. So people can think you're important. But I don't need to wear these things to be important. I am important. I'm the CEO of XPW. And that, my friend, speaks volumes. So you know what? Let's start with this. United States District Court. Okay, here you go. HHG Corp, AKA ECW, against XPW, Extreme Professional Wrestling, against Sabu. You see, this lawsuit is also for Sabu. This lawsuit is against me and Sabu because I'm using Sabu, but Paul Heyman claims Sabu is under contract. But yet, missed countless payments, didn't give him pay-per-view money, all these things. So I use Sabu. This man who needs to work, who needs to create a life for himself in wrestling. And that man, Paul Heyman, you prevent him. But you see, I got the balls. I got the balls to use Sabu. I got the balls to take this lawsuit you got against me. In this lawsuit, you want us to stop using the name Extreme. You want to audit my books. You want money derived from us using the name Extreme. You own Extreme. You own the name Extreme. Paul Heyman, in your words, this is a shoot. You don't own extreme. There's other extremes out there. And we will continue to be extreme. In this lawsuit, I can wipe my ass with your lawsuit. Secondly, July 16th, the Heat Wave pay-per-view. We go there. Four wrestlers and the beautiful Christy Mess. They go, they sit in the front row. They sit at your pay-per-view with their XPW shirts, but they didn't wear the XPW shirts the way they wanted to because you people wouldn't let them. There was WWF shirts, WCW shirts, but no, you wouldn't let us wear our XPW shirts. And a couple of the ring guys, what were they doing there? Handing out flyers in the parking lot, flyering the cars. That's what they were there. What were the wrestlers, Supreme and Christy Miss and Messiah and Kid Chaos, what were they doing there? They were there to show up because you're in our backyard. Why? Why, Paul Heyman? You could have came here a year ago, but you didn't. You could have came here a year and a half ago, but you didn't. But you decided to come here now. Your company is almost broke. You don't pay your boys. And here you come with that expense in our backyard. Why? Because XPW, because you're afraid. You're a p You're a punk. You're afraid of XPW. You're afraid of the real movement. You're afraid of the mirrored image of the hunger and the drive that you and your company had seven years ago. And you see now that fire is burning in XPW. And that's what we got. And that's what we're doing. So what happens? Christy Miss stands up. She undoes her leather jacket to reveal a beautiful bikini top. She's a little hot. And what happens? Francine goes nuts. That little crap goes next. Goes, I'm sorry, you got me so riled up. I, I, I don't know what to say anymore. She goes nuts. Screams to security. Security come over. Our boys take off our shirts. 
to reveal the XPW and what happens to Paul Heyman. All your wrestlers in the locker room come out and start swinging. You, Paul Heyman, you start swinging. Is there any way to act as a company owner, as somebody that's already been thrown off one network, is trying to find another network? You are punching people. You and your boys are risking lawsuits because there is a lawsuit coming, Paul Heyman. Police charges have been filed. A lawsuit is commencing. You got a lawsuit against me. I got a lawsuit against you. Join the club. Because let me tell you, you throw them out of the building, that's all right. You don't want them there, that's all right. But when in the parking lot, those that lump of Big Sal, that that nobody who couldn't even be a jobber in the in the in the in the WWF or Stampede Wrestling for that matter, and you start beating up ring crew guys, you don't go after Supreme, you don't go after Messiah, you don't go after Kick Ass, you go after a couple of the 140-pound ring crew guys. That's what you do. That makes you proud, and you're screaming in the parking lot, XPW, and you, my friend, you, you made it to a bigger deal than it was. And you, my friend, attacked a ring girl, one of our girls, one of our, our poor, helpless ring girls who go and do flyers and work for us for free. You struck her, she's got police charges against you. You struck a couple of our ring guys, they got police charges against you. Let me tell you something, Paul, I dare you, I dare you to come back to LA. So you know what? Everybody, all your shills, your OneWrestling.coms, your Joey Siles, you could call up Wild Magazine and protest them giving us coverage. Protest us having our girls in that magazine. You could do whatever you want, because you know what? You're scared. You are so damn scared. Because your company and you are a piece of And you're just floating in that toilet. And us at XPW are gonna flush you the piece of shit right down the toilet. Cause I guarantee you this, we will be around a lot longer than you. Cause this is XPW. This is the new generation. You have created a war. So bring it on. This is the Pro Wrestling Reflection Podcast with your host, the Professor Chalbello Veracruz. Mr. Wonderful, Tommy Wonder. And I will take the powers of those that have no fear. And the prodigal one, JB. The queen. The queen of the crop. Now it's time to go back in time in the time machine. says I just whipped your ass to be the man you gotta beat the man Woo! look at this
What is going on there, Reflection Knights? What is going on there to the Big Vitoites, the Hameen Knights, the PWCites, the Dennisites, the, the people with cavityites, the people with tooth decayites, the people who love the left, the right, the Dems, the Repub, all the ice all over the world. What's going on to the Magnificent 7, the Elite 8, the Naughty 9, the Terrific 10, the Essential 11? You know who you are, and welcome, oh, welcome to the PWR Podcast here at the Hami Media Group at Podbeam.com. And if you don't know, now you know, because we are going episodic up in this biatch. But neither here nor there, but Jesus Christ, you re- don't you got floss, goddammit? Oh, it's a zip tie. What the hell, you have the MacGyver of getting fucking shit off your teeth? Yeah. Jesus Christ! But anyway, it didn't work. It didn't work. So get some floss. But anyway, neither here nor there. I must introduce myself because I am vain like that. I must introduce myself because I get younger. I need to get eight years younger again. I gotta get the grays out of my face. I gotta get the grays out of my pubes. I get. Oh my! What is that? Oh, okay. Did it zip work? Tie. Oh, this is zip tie. That was a sandwich bag tie, and it worked. And I found it on the floor by my garbage can. The MacGyver of uh, cheap shit. But anyway, I must introduce myself because, again, I'm vain like that. I must introduce myself so I can get younger every day. I am the most charismatic man. I am the most stupendous man. I am the oh-so-glorious man. The only objective man in this IWC, YWC, PWC punditry. The only objective man in this political spectrum. The only objective man on this internet in the x in the threads in the facebooks in all of social media your friend and mine the professor jabebe clue and i'm not here alone no 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 i am here with the man who uses floss from from zip ties who uses floss from like his shirts he just whips up a thread here and there so he can get the food out of his teeth i'm here with a man who's dumb dumb doing its own the iron stomach one Mr. Wonderful Dr. Frankenstein, the man that's rocking the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes hat, the man that's got the sunglasses because he is too hot to handle, too cold to hold, your friend of mine, the Tommy Wonder, how are you doing, my friend? Doing good, man, except for one part. I part? went back to work today after five days off, and I mm-hmm. did not want to be there, and it was one of the longest work days I've had in a long time, it means I didn't get a nap, means when I went to watch this garbage you sent me, I got rape mapped. Just so you know, that's where your body just puts its hand over your mouth and puts you to sleep against your permission. You know how it is when people get, have a long extended vacations, you know, you do your things, you either do the staycation or you venture out and do what you got to do. But then the day before, you can't fall asleep. The day before, you know, you, you get it. Not anxieties of going back to work. Maybe the anxiety of like, oh, I got to deal with this bullshit again. You just don't want to deal with the things, Reflectionites. I know you agree with me. I know you have, you know, felt the same things that the professor has felt. But you know what? We must overcome this stuff. We must persevere because we got bills to pay. We got mouths to feed. We got to put a roof over our head. We got to put food on, on the table, put clothes on our backs, but neither here nor there. But T.W. in his soliloquy said, I is sentencing garbage. And he is, he is correct. But before we talk about this garbage, 
you must, I must tell everybody, this is an episodic episode. This is episode 172, TW. 172, we, we're getting closer. We're getting closer to, to the elusive 200. And I think we got to make a bet. Is this elusive 200 going to happen in 2023 or 2024? I'm saying 2024 because, again, we got a lot of stuff we always cover. We do what ifs. We do movies. So we we're 2026 away? No, we're 28 away. Then that's that's more than half a year. So 24 is a safe bet. <laughs> yeah, I, I think 2024 will be safe to say we will get to that elusive episodic 200 episode because, again, what we do, the other stuff we have to do, the other entertaining stuff that we do. So this way TW keeps wanting to record with the professor because, you know, I don't want to bore him with episodes of wrestling like garbage like this. But again, neither here nor there. But it is episode 172, and we are going to the to the land of extreme. No, not extreme championship wrestling, because then I would be happy. TW would be pleasantly surprised. He'd actually be satisfied to watch an extreme championship wrestling video episodic episode. No, 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 no. We're going to the land of extreme that starts with an X. Not the Twitter X, but the X. Extreme professional wrestling. The Outlaw Mud Show Wrestling of the West Coast. The Outlaw Mud Show Wrestling Organization that was started by porn producer TW, Rob Black. That explains those girls. So, yeah, well, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But again, Reflectionites, I always call myself the, the most objective man in this IWC, YWC, PWC punditry. But, TW, you know this. I'm very truthful. I am an ECW mark through and through. I was a member of the cult. So when I heard about XPW in the 2000s, I'm going to give you a little bit of a, you know, a soliloquy of the professor in the 2000s. Young, impressionable. I was 23 years old. ECW was my organization. ECW was my diehard organization. I put them over the WWF. I put them over WCW and all that stuff. I ain't going to get into that logistics. But you know that I'm a ride or die, just like you're a ride or die with UWF, just like you're a ride or die with GWF. So you have your organizations. I have my organizations, and I loved it. But I got to be honest here, TW, because, again, I give the devil its due because poor producer Rob Black, you know, he wanted to create, you know, he wanted to, let's say, take advantage, if you will, of the wrestling bubble. He wanted to take advantage of the momentum that professional wrestling was garnering in the late 90s, early 2000s, thanks in large part to the Monday Night Wars, thanks in large part to the Attitude Era of the WWF. But never, 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 never forget that was that little pissant ECW from South Philadelphia, born and raised, that ignited the WWF, that ignited WCW to get them to the main, to get this, you know, wrestling into the mainstream again. ECW saved pro wrestling, but neither here nor there. But we got a TW, we got to talk about XPW. Not the episode just yet, but the, the parameters of XPW. Now, we could say it's a carbon copy of ECW Extreme Championship Wrestling. And you're actually shaking your head, no, no, no. And I, I actually thank you for shaking your head, no, no, no. Because, again, you've had your false pretenses about ECW, and you've, you, you've kept no secret about that. But I think everything that you your qualms and your, let's say, hesitance of not going to ECW, 
is actually solidified with XPW. Everything that you was afraid about ECW solidified your your, your sentiments with XPW. Could would you agree with that sentiment? Or one thousand percent. So TW, the floor is yours. Let's talk about XPW, the, the 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 background, not the episode just yet, because what it's meant to be. It's supposed to be a carbon copy of ECW. It's supposed to take advantage of Paul Heyman's, let's say, hard work of what he was trying to do in elevating pro wrestling, trying to get that third company into the national spotlight. Now, he Paul Heyman is not an angel reflection. I said, I'm not going to even give him that sentiment. He missed. He had bounced checks. Some wrestlers in his, you know, in his establishment was not getting paid. I know all that stuff. And in this episode of XPWTW, you saw the wrestlers from ECW that had issues and grievances and legit grievances. I'm not denying that if you ain't paying me, TW, I'm not going to care about working for you or getting booked by you. If someone's paying me, I'm going to go there and get booked and get paid. But you now find out who were the people that was in ECW first that had issues and grievances with Paul Heyman. Some names that I saw in this episode, Reflection Nights, included Axel Rotten, John Cronus, Chris Candido, the franchise Shane Douglas, and the Peace State Resistance TW, the suicidal, homicidal, genocidal Sabu. And we're gonna, and at the closing moments of this episode, Reflection Nights, I'm going to talk about Sabu in in more detail because he is actually more prevalent to the issues between XPW and ECW. So what say you, TW, about the whole spectrum of XPW? So basically what you're telling me is that was a shoot, that stuff at the end there was a shoot, not a, which makes sense. First of all, when when I turned it on, I'm like, sweet. And then I, I had no idea where we were in time and place, right? Mm -hmm. It took me a minute to realize they were in LA, even though they kept saying they were at Hollywood and Vine, right? Which made me think of Glow immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, the thing, it, it, like, to me, I would have thought this was related to ECW because of seeing Taz, not Taz, but, uh, Shane Douglas, Candido, and, and Sabu in the video that they had at the beginning, like, the never-ending music video. So, uh -huh. yes, it very much looks like it's trying to be ECW, but just watching the opening montage, three minutes of the opening montage... Two, uh -huh. two plus, two and a half plus. And they're doing that. They're fucking missing tables when they're choke slamming each other off balconies. And and then they're bumping on tables that have real light bulbs, not the halogen, halogen, whatever the hell you say that word. Halogen, halogen light bulbs. bulbs. Uh -huh. um, so at least they were safe and using real light bulbs where, yeah, you're going to get cut by it, but you're not going to get poisoned by the shit inside of the halogen bulbs. But that's it. From that point on, I would say it has more in common with the bad parts. As you, I know you disagree there's any good parts, but there are. I'll, I will name them for you if you want. But mm -hmm. it's, it had more in common with the bad parts of the WWE CW, where they brought it back and had the zombie and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Like Some of the characters were just garbage. And one by one, I'm going, who's this guy? He must have gone on to be something, right? This is before the wool was pulled over my eyes, before I realized mm -hmm. this was an absolute shit show. Um, I thought it was going to be like up-and-comers that are something now because I I thought this was either before ECW until you start listening, but I was confused by Candido and Sonny. Is this before they became Sonny and Zip? 
Yeah, this is this is 2000. This is after all this stuff. This is yeah, after I thought they w- were there in the 90s, right? Yeah, this, this is after WWF released Sunny. This is after WWE released Chris Candido. This is after when Chris Candido and Sunny quit ECW in 1999 because they weren't getting paid. So they must. So, they have so to that's do what where they my timelines do. mess up. They, I didn't know they went back to ECW. I thought Chris Candido died working for them, but uh, WWE and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't. Re- Damn, this is two thousand. Yes. So it's right before before, any, before anything. Reflection nice. Yes, TW is trying to keep tabs of his gatekeeper slash Grim Reaper persona because he just wants <laughs> to remember when did these people die. Chris Candido died in t- two thousand five, but that was oh. an Impact Wrestling. Yeah, a five more year run. Shit. Yes, he did. So I, I thought I did. he was. I thought he died not long after leaving WWE. No, but I, Sonny, I, I, I was thinking this was post WWE because. But it, it felt like it was 98, 99, because didn't ECW go out? Did ECW lasted longer than WCW? Uh, a couple of months after. No, no, actually a couple of months before WCW closed the doors in 2001. Okay, so, okay. So, so yeah, that kept, yeah, 2000, 2001. Just, so, just remember, TW, you were still wrestling in the highways and byways of yeah. the Midwest. So and I knew nothing about keep, this shit, yeah, but if I had so booked there, I'm going to say something real quick. The last match, I won't talk about it but those three guys something happens in there where you're like i'll bet you all three of these guys showed up looked at the rest of that roster and went i'm not working those guys we're working each other and because they just it's so weird what happens mm-hmm. at the end that you're just like what in the hell is going on and there's like baby face heel turns 17 times in there it's just such mm-hmm. a weird thing but i i honestly i showed up to wrestling shows in the 90s and early 2000s where i looked around and i'm like well, I'm glad we're booked against two guys we know because if I wasn't booked against two guys I knew, I might have left because mm-hmm. it was that bad. You know, you you this this comes across to me as backyard wrestling, and then the porn guy added his money to it because they drew. That's that's what I didn't understand. There's 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 a pretty good sized crowd there. I don't know if it's ECW size, but it's it's hundreds, not dozens. Well. They did some shows in at, at the Hollywood Palace, I think right. that was called. That's then they did some they, they did some shows where WWF had some shows at the LA Sports Arena. So I'm just giving you the logistics there. So could they have drawn maybe eight thousand? No, I would I would say they probably did two thousand. And I'm being nice on right. the high side, they, you know. But two thousand is still enough at the LA Sports Arena when it's people you don't know. So and, and then you're trying to you know. I would draw. say we not only draw, but try to relive the magic that ECW had. Relive that kind of magic because that's what porn producer Rob Black did, Reflectionites. He had to rehash, and I don't want to put any disrespect because I am an ECW Mark TW. When, you re, when you're booking Alec Axelrodden, when you're booking Cronus, when you're booking the Triple Threat, when you're booking Sabu, and then after ECW goes out, out of business, he he went after like Sab um not uh, not Sab but uh, Sandman. He went after New Jack. So it would behoove Rob Black. It would behoove his former porn star wife Lizzie Borden to do business with people from ECW because they already had a name. They had a rep. But on the flip side, like you said, TW, there were wrestlers that nobody ever heard of. No, and I didn't hear them in TNA. I did not hear them in ROH. I didn't hear them in Pro Wrestling Guerrilla. Maybe they had some. Maybe they did a, like a Velocity TW. Maybe they did Sunday Night Heat. 
But other than that, I don't know who these guys are. So I want to say this. I'm being objective, Reflectionites. I'm giving you the 23-year-old professor looking at this, and I want to ether it. But now at 46, I'm trying to be objective and give it hindsight because I understand, TW, if you're not paying me, like I said, I'm going to work for the other guy no matter what. But you said it pre- you, you said it right. If I'm still going to go there, even I'm, I'm making sure that I'm getting paid first. Right. If I look at the environment that you're, you're providing for me and I don't like it, just as long as I got money in my pocket, I'll do my thing and then I'll leave and try to do some, go somewhere else. But with that being said, XPW, Extreme Pro Wrestling Reflection Nights, TW, did you know that the girls of XPW were porn stars also? I, I did you said that, it makes sense because there's a one of the videos, they're rubbing the dude's shoulders down or whatever. I think it's the Cuban announcer guy. Yes. And I'm like, that chick looks way too into that. And I'm like, she's like working at like a porn star. And then now you're telling me, you told me ahead of time that this was the guy from the porn but i didn't realize that when i, I didn't realize it was the same thing when we were when i was watching it so uh, so in that so in essence reflection that's in tw xpw was bankrolled by silicon valley xpw right. was bankrolled by the porn industry nothing wrong with that you know i don't care about having porn investors into a wrestling company i mean tw which good. one would you rather which one would you rather have porn investors or saudi investors <laughs> what's your moral say uh porn Okay, there you go. See, even TW has morals. He doesn't know. He doesn't want money from the Saudis. I might want money from the Saudis because they pay more and they'll give me oil. But neither here nor there. But no, no, that's not my reason. Oh, what's your reason? My reason is it's gotten better. But the first mm-hmm. few Saudi shows were all those tables with mm-hmm. all these Adnan Al Casey looking dudes. You're thinking, awesome! Look at this cosplay. And then their back is to the wrestling ring the entire show because it's more of a social event. For these men and the kids and the children and the women, kids and the children, the kids and the women are mm-hmm. in the back who are cheering for it. And now they smarten up and put them in the front and the Saudi right. guys that are there. But that's what I didn't like. Like this was that's why if they would have sold to them, yeah, WWE would have been dead to me because I, not because I would have been mad that they sold to the Saudis, but they would have changed it so much that mm-hmm. I would have just I mean, look what happened to me in NXT. NXT is the greatest thing ever. Probably, I probably like that better than UWF, the black and gold. And now yeah. it's not even close. I fast forward to every wrestling promotion on TV right now. I fast forward other than Cody. I watch Cody. I watch LA Knight. Um, I watch mm-hmm. Adam Cole and MJF. And I watch the Bloodline some. And I watch Austin Theory. Uh, Gargano's been missing. I don't know where the hell he's at. But Well, maybe uh, Vince McMahon don't like him. I think he was hurt. They were doing the vignettes to reintroduce him. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen him in so long that I'm like, man, he get cut. But his wife's uh, on there every week. Remember remember the show Sex Sent Me to the ER? Maybe that's what happened between uh, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. So Sex Sent him back to the ER, but neither here nor there. But speaking of sex, did you know, TW, that because of the porn investors, that when the lights went out in Hollywood and the lights went out in L.A. Sports Arena and their XPW wrestling school, TW, I didn't know if you knew that, that it had a wrestling school. But they mentioned it, I think. They shot porn content in those venues. So there's a lot of sex tapes where there's where these girls are doing nasty things in, in the, the middle of that in the ring. Oh, we got to find those. <laughs> Let's well, review that. Know, 
well, again, you know, people wanted me to do review the China video with the with her and X Pac, but you know, again, we might do that movie review. But again, neither here nor there. But your 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 issue would be you'd be more you'd be like I don't want to call it the China video. I want to call it the X Pac video. Shut up, God damn it. <laughs> but neither here nor there. I'm just giving you the logistics, TW, of what XPW is about. But again, Rob Black, no matter what he tries to sell the professor reflection, as I'll say this, Rob Black's intentions of XPW, again, he wants to grow. You know, TW, I think you can at least agree with this. He wants to grow the wrestling business. He wants to have the boys and the girls have another place another avenue to uh, no you don't think that he wants he to wants apply. to make money and he wants to make it in the wrestling business if that side effect is it gives the boys somewhere to work by the way they have a lot of women on that show so he kept saying the boys i'm like you couldn't do that today you gotta mm-hmm. say the boys and girls because there are tons of women in wrestling now and and but no don't make no mistake his first goal was fame mm-hmm. but that comes with money so so, so wait T-W, let me ask you this do you think that the creation of XPW is to exploit the hard work of Paul Heyman's ECW, then exploit the people that Paul Heyman did wrong in the former ECW wrestlers like Sabu, Axel Rodden, John Cronus, Shane Douglas, et cetera, et cetera? I wouldn't say exploit, but I would say it's absolutely picking the bones before it's even done, right? Like Okay. But I, you know, now that I know it's a shoot, what the guy was doing at the end there, I would agree with him. I, you know that, but that's his legal defense: is that, hey mm-hmm. man, you, you didn't pay this guy. What do, you, what do you want him to do? Not eat? So, I would agree with him. But I think first of all, so I don't know, like literally, I don't know what's a work and what's a shoot in this situation because I don't know it. But the whole wait, fighting wait, in the front oh. row. Hold, hold on for a second. Let me just give, let me give the logistics for the reflection nights and then you could talk. And maybe I can school you because I right. remember this very vividly. Okay. ECW had a pay-per-view in July of 2000 called Heat Wave 2000. And they did it at the Olympic Auditorium in California, which is technically supposed to be XPW territory. Right. Now, it's, there's two. For sure not ECW territory. Well, again, Rob Black wanted to have a working relationship with Paul Heyman because I think it, 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 in the grand scheme of things, again, I'm being objective here, TW, Rob Black thinks that he can work with uh, Paul Heyman, use his guys to get over on the West Coast, get his guys to go to Philadelphia and get them over in the East Coast, do a talent exchange, maybe do some angles, invasion angles, and ECW versus XPW, all that's It's been done before. I mean, USWA did the hell out of having organization versus organization. You know, you, you do all that shit. You know, what was it? Ring of Honor and, and Combat Zone Wrestling did angles against each other. They had a working, supposedly work-shoot relationship to do these things. So Rob Black kind of knew what he wanted to do. But the problem is Paul Heyman... Again, he's not an angel reflectionist, and I'm going to acknowledge that. He wanted his own things. He wanted to do it his own way, and he wanted to gain the Los Angeles and California territory on his own merits because, again, at that time, he had TNN. He had a national TV deal, so they were airing ECW content in California thanks to TNN. Were they watching? I guess so because I saw ECW shirts on certain venues on certain XPW shows. I watched more than one XPW, so I'm saying I know what I'm saying here, TW. So just right. 
what it is. But again, they had a uh, they had Heat Wave 2000 at the Olympic Auditorium in Los Angeles. According to Rob Black, Reflectionites, he sent his boys and girls. Uh, one of the wrestlers' names was Supreme. One of the announcers, Chris Kloss. But of course, there was this girl, a porn girl, might add, might I add, Kurt Christy Mist. They were told by ECW security that they couldn't show their XPW merchandise. So they had to cover up. Now, Rob Black says, well, I don't know why you you pointed them out when there's WWF shirts being shown on the pay-per-view, when there's NWO shirts being shown on the pay-per-view. You, you don't care about those, but you care about us. Uh, again, whoever, whoever rents the building, TW, makes the rules. Do I agree with it? Yeah. You may, you, you know, you're, you're renting the building out, TW. So I say if that's your rules, you got to follow them. But this wasn't a planned invasion by, uh, by Rob Black and Paul Heyman. There was going to be a point in time where one of the people, and it was the porn girl, would get up on the chair, take off her jacket, and show the XPW goodies. I think she had an XPW bikini top or whatever. So that caught the eye of Francine, the head cheerleader in the ring. She called ECW security to get them out of the, the arena. Then the other XPW wrestler, I believe his name is Supreme. He's a ball-headed dude who's, who does death matches. So I'm just trying to give you the logistics, TW. He swung at the security people to protect the girl. Here comes the people in the back. We talk about Danny Dorn, we talk about Roadkill, we talk about Chris Chet, you know, all like, let's say Kid Cash and all this stuff. The boys are coming from the locker room to beat the shit out of like four guys and one girl. They get them out the, uh, the arena and, they, and then the lawsuits happen. So on Rob Black's side, he's filing supposedly police, he's filing charges with the police department for assault. On the flip side, Paul Heyman is filing a lawsuit against Rob Black for copyright infringement on using the X, the extreme. If you looked at the XPW sign TW, when you see the barbed wires over the X and the P and the W, where did you get that from? You right. got that from ECW's sign. And, and again, Reflectionites, you know, you can have Burger King and McDonald's, but you can't have Burger King and McDonald's symbols almost alike. You gotta be distinctive. And XPW right. is the not King, the, the Burger King mascot couldn't be also a clown. There you go. But again, you can have Burger King and McDonald's. You can have Coke and Pepsi, but you cannot have the symbols looking almost the same. And XPW looked the same. And that's where Paul Heyman's lawsuit against Rob Black is coming from. Copyright infringement, trademark, and all that stuff. I don't know what happened logistically. Again, the results is funny because ECW goes out of business in 2001. XPW goes out of business the first time in 2003. So again, who is a real winner? Nobody. The fans lose to TW. I gave you the logistics. So what say you about what happened? So you don't know here? who won the lawsuits? It probably would either. I think it would probably have been settled out of court. It should have been a push. First of all, you can't cry assault if you swung first, right? So. Mm -hmm. That's nuts. Uh, but then he said he attacked a ring crew in the parking lot and all that. But but the way they were describing it, he was describing it. Francine pointing that girl out. Most wrestling guys are going to ignore it, right? Like, mm -hmm. don't draw attention to it. So that's what made me feel like it was a work. But the longer he talked and the more he bashed people, I was like, wow, this is, uh, this is crazy because 
he's obviously airing it on TV and he rips all their stuff down. And it went crazy from looking like an ECW promo to looking like they were in a classroom doing the hot crazy matrix. But, um, mm-hmm. the, 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 it's just, the, these people are so bad and that the only ones that I've heard of, and I didn't even recognize John Kronos cause he was so much bigger. I thought it was judge dread or, uh, nine one one. Right. Okay. Like, yeah. But just in different gear. But then it it, did, it dawned on me afterwards. He was beating up that guy that was the Mister Eighties guy, right? He was mm-hmm. fighting him when he was Hogan. Yeah. Then he got killed by a guy dressed up like John, Rob Zombie's clown boy Howdy. That guy, he's probably dead somewhere. That Mister Eighties guy. Oh, we'll he, get into that. I just want to focus on the lawsuit and that and that shoot that really right, happened. Right. We'll talk I, about the rest. I, everything about it. So I would side with ECW in the courtroom because everything about it, I thought it was something that started after ECW went out of business. Hence Shane, mm-hmm. Shane Douglas Candido and Sabu being there made me feel like, all right, they're here because there's nowhere else to go. But I would also think again, I get it. They were on TV, but ECW is Philadelphia. I, I wouldn't imagine they'd have a problem with a group in California trying to be like them because it's nowhere near Philadelphia. You're not taking our fans. You know what I mean? If anything, you'll make people watch this garbage and then say, hey, this isn't the real ECW. Let's try to find that and then watch that, right? So right. It's, 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 it's horrible all the way around. There was a guy I thought was Cameron Grimes. He was a homeless dude. He took a bump off a balcony, missed the table, landed on the floor. And I'm like, that that's the end of that video, by the way. I'm like, that's where he died. That's why I've never seen this guy before. He's uh-huh. dead. So it's like, I, and then, then the guy that owns it, I thought was that guy. That's These guys all look alike. The two dudes that wrestled each other in the first match, I thought were the same guy. The two Baron You know, it, isn't it funny? Again, reflection, you got to understand this when I give you a picture. So. TW, I want your honest opinion as a person within the wrestling business. Again, you've met your bookers, you've met your promoters and all that stuff. And most bookers and promoters, can I assume, are fans of wrestling and not the legit, like, let's say, carny booker or carny promoter, knowing the ins and outs. That's that's how much of a fan they are. They think they are that. Okay. So you you know where I'm going with this. Rob Black. Billy Corgan, Tony Khan, what do they all have in common? They're marks for the business, but they think they are the the business to a certain light. So you know where I'm going with this. So what's EPW? Because this is the guy that's paying you the money. So, again, it's a double-edged sword. I'll take your money, but can I respect you for trying to help the wrestling business? You know where I'm going. Now – I've wrestled for people in Michigan that ran a nice tight ship. MTW, Gary Warnchuk, he's a – I don't even know if he made it to the the house, but he was running for the house. But he's a local uh, uh, city council, state council, whatever. Uh, and mm-hmm. he, he he ran a good ship. He had he had good wrestling minds behind it, uh, Chris Carter, Muhammad Jihad Saad. So you, you could tell the difference. Like I was spoiled by being introduced – to American wrestling by them after being okay. trained in Canada, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sweet Daddy Malcolm Monroe, he was a guy that wrestled with Sheik and Cobra Hall and all that stuff. Uh, one of the lesser known guys, but a guy who's in it, knows how to run a business. Scott Demore, obviously, I don't have to say much about him. He's obviously doing well because he went from running BCW in 
94 to running impact for the last five, six years. Um, and has been on it since its inception, right? With one mm-hmm. small blip where he walked away, but then came right back. So, um, I, I wrestled for a lot. Now, when I would go out of state and I'd wrestle in Ohio, or if I'd wrestle in Indiana, or if I'd wrestle in somewhere in Canada that wasn't Scott Demore or Les Thatcher, he was good. He, 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 you had guys that came up in the system that can run shows. And I don't, I don't think this is a good term to use. Les Thatcher, he had no delusions of grandeur. No part of him thought he was going to compete with Vince, right? Mm-hmm. But he was hopeful that he could be a farm system for him and made that happen. Les Thatcher's probably the reason there are farm systems now and affiliates and all that. Because Vince used to never acknowledge anything, right? He stole you from another company and never looked back. So uh, these indies, which basically replace the territories, there's guys who think they are Vince, first and foremost, and they think mm-hmm. their product is good enough to compete with Vince that one day they're going to be the new WCW, especially after they went out of business, right? Okay. The ones that you meet that are like that are the ones that you're like, this won't last long, but I'm coming here every time this guy offers me two, 300 bucks because I'm taking it, right? But mm-hmm. you, have ap- you as a worker have absolutely no expectations of it going anywhere sometimes however you gotta be careful and go okay like if if i would have known about this lawsuit stuff and that guy tried to book me in california uh i wouldn't do it because then i get that stink on me and i which you which would mean you're taking sides either way so you're taking sides with rob money and therefore you know what you're now you're now carrie's blood dropped over her in the movie carrie you got that Mm -hmm. blood dropped over you you're tainted whether okay. you did it on purpose or not, it, nobody mm-hmm. cares. They're just right. it, it, It's like I said here. You had different guys who actually knew what they were doing but had those delusions of grandeur that they were going to be bigger. They mm-hmm. didn't want you wrestling for Malcolm. Malcolm didn't want you wrestling for Dan. And if you wrestled for one, you couldn't wrestle for the other. And if you went and wrestled for the other, this one stopped using you. And the one you went and wrestled for probably just used you to do a job to make the other side look bad. And nobody cared. That's why right. I was like, fuck you guys. You want to book me? I'm rest- I would wrestle for both of them all the time. Wrestling can be very petty, Reflection Ice. Yes, that's a good and, word. And with that being said, the second part of the Rob Black... petty. Yeah. The second part of the Rob Black uh, diatribe or shoot promo, TW, coincides with Sabu, the <laughs> suicidal, homicidal, genocidal man who would later become one of the XPW heavyweight champions. But that wasn't on this episode. But... Sabu in 2000 had a grievance with Paul Heyman. So Rob Black wanted to exploit that on his TV, whether it's local or not. But, you know, that, that's the thing. He, he had a platform to say his grievance against Paul Heyman. And, you know, for ECW fans, TW, I can tell you this. We were like, unless we went into the hotlines and really got into like the Dave Meltzer shit, we didn't really know. We kind of heard rumblings. We knew there was rumblings about financial troubles of ECW. But when you, if we had social media like we do right now, oh, we would, I think ECW would have went out of business months earlier than it tried to last longer because they can hide that to a certain degree, but they couldn't hide that for long because the internet was starting to become a buzz and the dirt sheets were starting to get a little bit more traction. So they could, so Paul Heyman couldn't spin this, he couldn't control this. 
But Sabu being on XPW TV told the whole story to ECW fans. Paul Heyman was missing checks. Sabu did not care about going back to Philadelphia because he did one. I think he did a pay-per-view in January of 2000 for ECW against Rob Van Dam. Great match. And we thought that they were going to, you know, build a program maybe within to the, you know, into the summer. Sabu just left. So this is where now we know where Sabu went. Now we know he's one of the guys that said, fuck you to Paul Heyman. And now he has a platform. To, he doesn't really, you know, Sabu doesn't say shit. But wrestling for XPW, wrestling for Rob Black was Sabu saying, Fuck you, Paul Heyman. What say you about the second part of the Rob Black diatribe when it involves the suicidal that's the, that's, that's the that's the part where I'm like, dude, like this is like this is probably and I'm sure you might disagree, but like this is probably his peak physical condition, Sabu. He looked like a million bucks on here, right? Like mm-hmm. he was in shape. He wasn't like barely walking. He was mm-hmm. he had bright pink genie pants on just he just looked like money and he left that he didn't look like money in ecw but ecw he just you know he he was when i saw it he was just one more guy there he wasn't the guy this mm-hmm. he looks like he'd be the guy and so and then shane douglas a little looks a little long in the tooth um candido just you know he looks like candido i don't think he ever looked different um mm-hmm. and and so when i saw him and then i hear him saying you're suing me for using your guy who's under contract when when you ain't paid him. That's breach of contract. He, he, that's not going to hold up in court that they're going to try to get Sabu or that guy um, to stop being able to wrestle. Now, he, he might be in trouble for being on TV. But again, mm-hmm. if he has proof that he hasn't been paid in weeks, months, whatever, what's how's that going to hold up in a courtroom? Is this guy supposed to starve and now you want him to pay legal, legal fees? I would be countersuing for legal fees and my lost wages that you didn't pay me that made me have to go wrestle for this guy. But it's right. it's sad, really. And it's even worse because this guy just fucking rambles on. And I fell asleep watching this part three times. I, and he's talking about the toilet and flushing. I'm like, what's he, Owen Hart now? Like, it's just, he just, you could tell he was a mark. And I, I hope you know I hate that term. But he would be the quintessential mark. He would mm-hmm. be the guy that a Sabu, a Shane Douglas, and Candido would be like, like I said, I'll take your money, and I'll tell you whatever you want to hear. But trust me, when the shit is a fan, I won't be standing next to you. But right. um, but th- that's what I mean by Mark. That's what I think the new Mark is. A wrestling fan is not a Mark. Maybe in the Carney days when you didn't have TV and ticket sales and you were just trying to sell merch, you marked them to get the merch, right? Like. This guy mm-hmm. will buy your merch. And that's that's what it was. And it wasn't even a disrespect. It was a con. Like, you're acting like you're hugging this guy. He loves you. You bought his shit. Now he's telling everyone else. The guy put the handprint on his back. He'll buy your shit. Just go smooth up to him. So it's not even a negative thing. It's just a business, right? That, right. That's how they made their money. But now the new mark, to me, is the promoter who uses their parents' money, their grandparents' money, their credit card money. Uh, and they do anything they can. And I honestly think there's a lot of them, and I've wrestled for one in Ohio, that they just get off on, I booked Jimmy Snuka. And now they tell their friends, Jim Carrey, who I think is a piece of shit human being. I saw a snippet the other day where he said, I'd much rather walk up to someone and say, hey, how are you today? What are you up to? Than stand there and take a selfie. And what he says, especially from someone that doesn't like him, could very easily 
be taken as him being cocky, but I understood what he meant immediately. He said, I'd rather do that than take a selfie that you're going to put on Instagram and have this false sense of relevancy, meaning you want everyone to see that you're in a picture with Jim Carrey. And he didn't mean because you met Jim Carrey. You're trying to imply that you're friends with him. And that's you're trying, what to, you're trying to gain clout by right. saying, I know Jim Carrey. And stuff I like know that. Jim yeah. Carrey. Not that I fucking ambushed him at an airport and got a photo with him. And that's, mm -hmm. I understood what he meant immediately. And that's what I think, not only wrestling promoters, um, there's a restaurant in Malibu on the PCH that when you come in there, it is now, it's claim to fame now is, you, you ever been to a comedy club where the comics that have performed there has an eight by 10 on the wall walking up to go in? So Car Caroline's had those pictures. Yeah, Caroline's yeah, Caroline's pictures. perfect. Yep, and, so, and all of them do around here. But what what these this restaurant does? Any celebrity that eats there, he takes his picture with him. So the walls are all the owner of this restaurant with Al Pacino, with with the professor Chalabella de la Cruz, or or Big Ray, and then I'm, all, I'm oh, very yeah. I'm very well known there. And so what happens is other celebrities hear about this wall. Now they go there. And they want their picture on the wall because they know Eastwood's picture's on the wall and John Wayne's picture's on the wall because it goes back that far, right? So now mm -hmm. this guy worked them, right? They're now marks for him. Now they're coming and eating. He's getting free publicity because of all this. The wrestling promoter that books Jimmy Snooker, that books uh, Cactus Jack, that books whoever, he is doing it because he wants someone else to think he's somebody. Meanwhile, he's swimming in debt. And the guy I did, the reason I brought up Jimmy Snuka, I told the story here before, he paid none of us and took off with the gate, left the other guy behind, and the police came and made that guy empty his bank account, credit cards, and debit cards, and they showed up at the hotel that they provided at least, and paid me and Rico, and Rico was there to take it. I was at the bar like, screw that, I'm not staying in the hotel. If Rico wouldn't have been there, we wouldn't have got our money. But that, yeah. that guy... Just he probably realized he was losing more money than he was making trying to rub shoulders with wrestlers. And that's one of the biggest problems in wrestling is is there's so many of those guys. Now, I think they're going away because there's so many successful indies that you can't even attempt it. Right. Because somewhere mm -hmm. nearby is one that works and they're going to draw right. the fans, not you. But or, or or they're smart to know. Let me just stay in my lane. Right. Know right. know the business that I have a hand. Know the know the crowd that I I can get back yeah. into this building and just and if keep this it is going. worth a shit. It we'll hear about it and then we'll go. But we're not going yeah. to the, night one. Yeah, and there you go with that. So with that being said, we'll talk a little bit about this XPW episode. Actually, it was a best of XPW episode, TW. Yeah. So they were Year trying one. to they were trying one. to highlight season one. There was season one highlights and. The one thing about the presentation reflection ice and TW, I'll say this. There's a term in porn called gonzo. Gonzo means it's a handheld camera and they're doing all this. Gorilla. This it's gorilla. It's gonzo. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's gorilla, it's gonzo, but that's what porn was. Gonzo porn. It's supposed to be real. It's supposed to be real life. It wasn't right. staged, it wasn't choreographed. They in in the in porn reflection nights in the 2000s, people said like Vivid Films was the uh, WWE of porn. Overproduced. This, yeah, overproduced, staged, whatever the case may be. So this Gonzo, the XPW was being Gonzo, Gorilla Porn TW. So you saw it in the camera angles inside the ring. You saw it in the camera angles with their music videos and hype videos. So what say you about the Gonzo approach to their wrestling show? Well, 
there's there's one thing where I see it. They, they, what I meant by gorilla is like Limp Biscuit did it. They set up a concert on the top of a building without permission, and they played mm-hmm. until they got shut down. Uh, gorilla Radio was someone taking over the radio and playing shit until someone realized they hijacked their airways and stuff like that. So Gonzo Cam is it's Blair Witch. I don't know what year that movie came out, but that's ninety nine. Yeah, so a lot. Of, ECW did it, but Blair Witch, you know, it's it's supposed to make it look like a snuff film or whatever. Mm-hmm. Vivid had loops. It, you'd see the same exact thing. They change to something else and go back, so it looked like it was going longer. But really, everybody in there was like two pump chump, just like us. But anyways, they just made it look longer. You <laughs> know, sell that. But um, but the Gonzo Cam, they absolutely it looks like they did it like probably a Dodgers game, where they're videotaping far away but zooming in. And a dude throws a guy off of above the the exit for the dugout, and they land on the field. Whatever, hundred mm-hmm. percent, they got in trouble for that shit. But the guy with the camera makes off because he did it from somewhere else. When they probably so it, it's, it's, it's like you're saying they're doing a TikTok video, like a prankster, yes. like a prankster TikTok video, trying to get get clout, trying to get. Right. Clicks and footage of it happening at a baseball stadium, right? right. Mm-hmm. If it's not Dodger Stadium, then it's at least a minor league team because it's it, be. it's a big baseball state. Like the seats, everything. Mm-hmm. It's definitely something where they make money, unlike them. But uh, but yeah, it, I like it to a point. But I would rather I I like it better. Like I don't remember if it was Gonzo camera or not, but like the Brian Pillman Austin angle where it just felt like there was a camera just looking at the door and it felt real. Whereas when mm-hmm. you went back to Raw, it was hard cam, and then the guy walking around who had a steady cam. I prefer that, but there's one point where that Cronus is no, not Cronus, the the dude that looks like he's supposed to be the Gimp from Pulp Fiction. He okay. goes to power bomb that uh, '80s guy, and the camera does almost a 360 because he keeps turning because you can tell whoever's under that mask is a real worker and he's looking for the hard cam so he keeps turning and then ends up dead center maybe, where the maybe that was maybe that was a porn actor who who got fluffed first and then just put a mask on for his dude that crossed my mind that that messiah and the white trash guy were guys that were porn and someone said can you wrestle sure because they didn't <laughs> wrestle awesome they were mm-hmm. they were suitable I, I wouldn't say they didn't look like they were trained some um but that there was, dude, there was a that, there was a school, there was an XPW wrestling school, so they were certified. right. But I, 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 these, the, when when that guy, what's his name, the owner, uh, Rob Black, Rob Black, when he Roman Black, not Rob, no Rob, they kept calling him Roman Black. That's the Cuban guy with a bad accent. It's Rob. I know it. So anyway, um, are they brothers? Anyway, he. Uh, when he said, you beat up our hunt, you didn't go after the Messiah. You didn't go after that because Messiah was one of the guys there. He goes, you went after our 140-pound ring crew. And I'm like, bitch, that is Messiah. What are you talking about? That dude was maybe 160, and the other guy was even smaller. And it's like, mm-hmm. these are not actual wrestlers. And in 2000, guys, I was small, but these guys just were like regular dudes that walked in off the street. I was small at 207. Right, none of these dudes were two oh seven. You know that that's funny. Let me ask you this because what was your stature in two thousand? I I, I want to know like the Los Rudos TW in two thousand. What 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 was your your measurements? My statistics? Yeah, six foot. I've been that 
since high school. Um, and I was probably 217 in 2000. I had been doing it for six years, trying my hardest to get up to 220. I spent the last 30 trying to get back down to 220. Um, so, but yeah, six, I was 220, foot, and I was tiny. Six, so you're six two, foot. Two, 215. You know what? No. I'm we round up. We round I was up 207, night. and I mm-hmm. build myself as 217. I added 10 pounds. Okay. Um, when okay. I started, I was 185 and built myself at 207. Okay. Can I go with? I'll go with 210. Six foot, 210. F- just for the for the clarification yeah. here, you're looking at the Messiah. You're looking at the Dynamite D. You're in. Are you insulted? Like they're smaller than you, or they're you know in, in any no, way? I'm, I'm like, mad that I wasn't there because I wouldn't have been the smallest guy, right? But the, oh. the, I'll, I'll give. <laughs> I'm gonna give the 80s guy, uh, Mr. 80s. He was. He at least saw the inside of a gym. Those other two guys were wearing shirts for a reason. They had it, right? Mm-hmm. They were like I said. They looked like someone who just walked off. They, one of them looked like fucking Stevo, the the guy, the Messiah, looked like Stevo. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I'm not knocking them, but they didn't look like wrestlers. And they're wearing jeans and t-shirts, like they literally set the the ring up. And someone's like, I don't trust it. You guys have a match first. I'm going to see how it holds up. And then they had to have a match to prove that they had to set up a ring. And then guys with muscles came out. But, but yeah, 207, six foot, and I was little. So could you imagine Orange Cassidy or what's the skateboard kid, the fairly high parent looking motherfucker? Uh, oh, well, Margo Stunt, who used to be uh, there. He what's was his name? Up. No, not Which him. One? And I don't not like these guys, but they would have been murdered when I was in the business. They would have been absolutely murdered because the smaller they would have been were, murdered in ECW. They would have been murdered yeah. in XCW. So yeah, yeah, they fulfilled a role in in that time. Well, so. they were murdering each other. That's what I'm saying. They wouldn't have been fighting each other. One mm-hmm. of them would have got dread. One of them would have got nine one one, and they yeah. both would have been out of the wrestling business really quick. Speaking of which, Reflected Knights. The, the two wrestlers that kind of like caught TW's eye saying that they, sh- they look like ring crew members actually started the show. Johnny Webb, Welfare Johnny Webb. I don't know if that was his nickname, but they kept referring to Welfare. White trash, well, Johnny oh, Webb. White had, trash. His finishing maneuver was the welfare check. Oh, okay. And he was going up against the Messiah, who looked like he was a barrio kid from, you know, representing the, you know, the, the L.A. gangbangers. I don't know. But he didn't. I didn't hear him speak. But. He looked whiter than eggshells to me. So yeah, but what was hard about that about this match was actually the commentary because of the Cuban guy that kind of that kind of pissed that kind of pissed me off. I'm taking on my jacket, my my nice leather jacket. His name was Cuban Larry Rivera. Again, I I should be like applauding Rob Black for you know putting a Hispanic in a role of lead commentating, but TW. Sometimes, you know, wrestling not as not only is petty, but also followed the stereotypes. So he wanted to put the Cuban guy and have a thick accent that you couldn't understand him. And then, the, of course, the joke is, did you cross the border? Do you got your papers? Of course, the white guy, I forget his name, Chris Kloss. They could have, you know, they had that back and forth with each other. But I was focusing on the Cuban guy because, again, I'm not being triggered. You because like Yep. What? <laughs> but anyway, I'm not triggered because again, I'm not it's not about being woke, but you notice what Rob Black is trying to do. He's just trying to fulfill the stereotypes. Again, I get I get he's also joke. he's also trying to draw in 
the barrio. He's the, the, the Hispanic well, if people If you want to draw in the barrio, get more barrio kids to wrestle, and then we right. would that would well, fill up the They're all the wrestling stadium. in Mexico. What the fuck are they going to come mess around with that place for? Well, that's where Rob Black messed up, and he should have had a relationship with the Mexico, you know, AAA and CMLL. You could have done that, but no. Except for you're a mark for the business. You have no connections. The only reason he has connections to Paul Lee is the lawsuit. There you go. The only connection he has is the style that he only sees, and that is ECW. That style is hardcore wrestling. And with Johnny Webb and Masai, like you said, TW, the white trash move, the welfare check, whatever the case may be, he did, you know, again, ECW's faux pas is not following the rules. I get that. So I'm not going to say that this is dumb booking and all that stuff because I would be a hypocrite if I said that. But, right. the you know, let's just say that, you know, on TV, TW, we, we saw like the thumbtacks get very more famous when Mankind Mick Foley started using that in his he, matches. He had thousands of them. These right. guys pull out this box and there's a pile size of an orange peel. And you're just like, what the you hell? Know, but, but Mick Foley, Cactus Jack, or in, even in TNA days, Abyss, you save the tax for a big moment. You save right. the tax. And I, what I mean big moment reflection is not, not only who you're fighting, but the stakes. This right. just felt like, you know, another Friday night at the Hollywood and Vine place. You're listening, John Moxley? What? And then. And then you're just going to throw down tax for no damn reason because that's your finishing maneuver. Do you agree with that assessment, TW? You have a it's different take. The only – listen, I'm going to give them a, a – a, what do you call it? No contest because this was a highlight show of the year. Mm -hmm. So that could have been their blow-off match. We don't know because they didn't tell us. They just showed us the match. And it right. felt like the opener of a TV show. This whole thing felt like a TV show, like mm -hmm. an episode, not a greatest hits. Like right. they didn't build up any matches. Like that's the thing. One thing I will say about modern wrestling, and I don't know how to watch AEW pay per view. I would, but I PLEs. I watch uh, the pay per view, and I don't fast forward through it. I watch it unless it's I missed it live, and then I'll fast forward through the matches that I don't care about the people in. But I watch it live generally, and because I fast forward through so much, all those endless uh, updates to tell you what's going on. It's gotten to the point where I don't need to watch weekly TV. I can just watch the pay-per-view, and they're going to tell me what's going on, and then, boom, I get into the match. Um, so You get so, informed very quickly, right. and then so when you this get is into a the best match. of, they should be telling us why these two hate each other, what this match was, what the big blow-off, because it was thumbtacks. Um, I think they use tables, too. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think every match they, they used tables. Of course, they used tables, and a Singapore cane was playing. Oh, yeah, was, they broke was, like four canes over each other's faces. Bled the hard yeah. way. No, again, I'm not being a hypocrite. I saw that in ECW too. But you need to have a reason, or you know, like you said, a reason for the match, and it better be a high stakes match. It felt like an opener. It just felt like, why are these two doing this? You're right. I'll, I'll give it a pass in that regard. But it just felt like. Wow, you just threw a thumbtack. If it was for the like, let's say XPW Hardcore title, okay, right. okay, I get you. That's where you're gonna put. That's where it comes into play. There was no title on the line. Oh, you you betrayed me. They were maybe former tag team champions. You betrayed me. I would have got that story to right. use thumbtacks in that situation. No, I didn't hear that either from the Cuban guy himself. So that's what I'm saying. There's no logic to use thumbtacks then it's just a Friday night at the Hollywood and Vine place. 
that's my gripe. So that's where I right. go. But I'll I'll go with you, TW. I'll give it a pass because we don't know the variables. One of the uh, another uh, wrestler that really has no gimmick, but you know he got a music vin- vignette was Homeless Jimmy. So he, you know, his he had a sign that that's said, the guy that I thought was Cameron Grimes. I, I look at Homeless Jim- Jimmy in a different light, TW. So I'll say this: Homeless Jimmy, maybe. Well, actually, Homeless Jimmy and Dynamite D reminds me of what Paul Heyman did for Mikey Whipwreck, what Paul Heyman did for Spike Dudley. They would take the bumps. They're going to take the bumps. But I think Homeless Jimmy is a little bit more vicious and probably got more wins than Dynamite D. So that's that's the th- differences. <laughs> but Homeless Jimmy serves a purpose. So I, I kind of look at Homeless Jimmy as the Spike Dudley. He will take a licking and keep on ticking. You know, he... This motherfucker is this. This is where <laughs> reflection. I, I, I think he died on yeah, that damn this, balcony. This is not, but do you know where he jumped onto from the balcony? He jumped into a shopping cart, a metal shopping cart from like Pathmark, a metal shopping cart from Shoprite or. K- That's what he K- bumped on. Yes, and he missed it. Yes. Oh. This this Ouch. is where this, this is where hardcore wrestling lost me, Reflectionites. That's why I don't uh, condone combat zone wrestling. That's why I don't, you know, even if I share on TikTok, TW, like on the PWSO Facebook fan page, like dudes like beating each other with halogen light bulbs. I don't like the spot. I I share because I think it's the dumbest thing. Right, right. When you're taking hardcore wrestling to the umpteenth degrees of lunacy and no like thought process. You're seeing this right now. It was the start. It was the birth. I think SPW was the birth of ridiculous hardcore wrestling. Do you understand? Do you follow that sentiment, TW, or yeah. do you still blame ECW for that? No, I, it, you can't blame ECW for it because they listen. Everyone steals from everyone. They just there were there were hardcore matches before. There were yeah. matches that they just made a promotion of them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that GCW, whatever the hell. Zack Ryder's doing that stuff is hot garbage. Like that's well produced, as far as I know. I've never watched one, but I would assume it's well funded, well, well produced, hard garbage. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, but it's it's like I it's it's amazing to me. Everyone there doesn't have hepatitis or, or dead. So, but they'll be in the roll call soon. Don't worry. Oh, okay. All monitor of death's gonna get them. I, I know you will. You have your you have your list. You have your clipboard. You're ready to go. <laughs> Another wrestler that we saw in XPW. Actually, this is the only thing that I would say is positive because I actually liked it. It was funny. It, it served a purpose for the entertainment value, and that's Dynamite D, Reflectionites. Mr. This 80s. Dude, Mr. 80s, Dynamite D. And, you know, what was funny about him was that he never won a match until one. And, you know, actually, they built this video vignette of him kind of correctly. But... Dynamite, Mr. 80s Dynamite D, you guessed it. He took every character that was popular in the 80s and infused it into his matches. He was Hulk Hogan in one. He was the Dingo Warrior in another. He was the Macho Man Randy Savage in another. And he lost to a lot of people, TW. So, but the dude was entertaining. The, I think the dude got it. That it was like, I hope that this works so I can get on Raw. I don't care if I'm a jobber to DX. I don't care if I have to lose, get choke slammed to a table by Kane. But if I get if I get this gimmick over in XPW, I know that I'm gonna be on Monday Night Raw. What say you about 
Mr. 80s, Dynamite D. He got he, it, I think. He probably is the reason that uh, Curtis Axel started doing what he did. And Sandow okay. joined in with him. But they had the rights to those gimmicks. So they were allowed to come out and do them. But mm -hmm. he was entertaining. And they were pushing him like he was entertaining. But the thing that was perplexing was he got squashed by everyone he got in there with. And it was kind of like, is, is the joke on him? Is the joke on us? Was the joke Except on? he got the win on the on an, a former XPW champion, Damian Steele. So you know, I'm just giving you the logistics because right. it was kind of well, like that fluke. He's the highlight of the garbage. He yeah. he, he is the highlight. Because but they this, we're we're building towards the triple match at the end. It's not even a triple match. Mm -hmm. they're, they're they're the talent there, but their match is not the highlight. Yeah. It's that guy. But but you could tell like Dynamite D is like you know I'll take Rob Black's checks because they right. they don't bounce but right, I'm hoping for too, but right but I'm hoping for the call from Vince McMahon and right. Bruce Pritchard if he even and, knew what that was man that's what these guys I'm telling you they were porn stars they're like can you wrestle okay <laughs> I don't know where Bagwell got to start maybe Dynamite D did a lot of gay porn who knows I don't I don't know but anyway neither here nor there but I think. You and I agree, T.W., he got it. And I, and I think his motivation was to get on Raw anyway, by any means necessary. And it, and I hope, and it didn't work because I, I didn't see him on Raw. I didn't see him on SmackDown, but maybe he did Velocity. Maybe he did Sunday Night Heat. But again, it doesn't matter because, again, XPW is total garbage. So the main event of season of the season one highlights, Reflectionites, was for the XPW Heavyweight Championship. It was the triple threat colliding. TW, I'm going to give you a little bit of background on this because, again, this is 2000. Uh, again, there's a lot of variables. Again, Chris Candido had his grievances against Paul Heyman. That's why he left in 1999. So, again, he's doing the indie tours and winds up in Los Angeles. Shane Douglas is a little bit funky because he was supposed to join the revolution. He was supposed to go to WWF and be with Benoit and Malenko and Saturn and, and Chris Benoit and be, again, the, the what was it? The What were they called? The Radicals. It was supposed to be the Radicals in the WWF. Unfortunately, Shane Douglas miscalculated his business acumen, and the others took the deal without Shane Douglas. So, again, Shane Douglas was on an island to his own. So... He was kind of, I think, suspended in WCW without pay. But I think Shane Douglas was trying to get out of that contract. So now this is why he can do – this is why he's doing what he's doing. He's making an appearance in XPW and Reflectionites. I want to say this. We, you and I, TW, you and I know that you cannot recapture magic in a bottle, lightning in a bottle. Shane Douglas, when he did his promo, throwing the NWA title on the ground and lifting the ECW title and saying, I'm going to put this company put on my back. Garbage. And all that stuff. But he wanted to carry the revolution of wrestling, pro wrestling, and ECW was going to be in the moniker. That was magic. That was lightning in the bottle. It was shocking. Shane, Shane Douglas was trying to recapture that magic by saying, I'm going to put XPW on my back. My hindsight, TW, is this. If I saw that, you know, if you was at, in the arena, in, in the L.A. sports arena, you're probably going to say, oh, shit, XPW, XPW, XPW. But if you kind of like take a step back and be really realistic, 
you can't capture that magic. Just like you said, TW, eloquently, Shane Douglas is a little bit longer in the tooth. Shane Douglas has had nagging injuries for all for all those years prior to that. He's still had, wrestling. And he was still wrestling. So no, right now he's still wrestling. No, he's still wrestling right now. But right. I'm just I'm just saying for that moment, TW, you cannot capture lightning in the bottle twice. It looks I like, like you're trying to. You're trying, you're trying to regurgitate the magic that happened. It's not the same thing. XPW has its own legacy, it has, supposedly has his own image. And Shane Douglas cannot carry that torch. So what say ETW about that variable, you know, right there? Because you can't ca recapture the magic. But Rob Black is trying to use what got him to the dance with these old ECW guys who had a track record, who had a rep. But I'm telling you, if I'm those three guys, I ain't working the other guys on this show. Mm -hmm. So it might have been a, co a combination of, well, if, if Chris but it's not a bad thing. But if Chris Candido is the heavyweight champion, he's got to work with the Damien Steels. He's got to work with the Dynamite Ds. He's got to right. work with the Messiah. Yeah, so yeah. he's got no four-minute squash match. That's what it's going to be. It's but in all another ECW vet. Yeah, but in all actuality, reflection nights and TW, I will say this: it didn't last that long because again, WCW re-signed or reinstated Shane Douglas to go back. Then they signed Chris Candido and Sonny on the behest of Shane Douglas, so he, you know he can have some. You know, he, he could have some backup, you could say, in WCW. We're not going into that. Vince Roos, I don't want to go into that WCW. I'm just trying to give you the logistics. So now they have this match. The triple threat is colliding. But you have two guys who are eventually leaving XPW to go to WCW. So you got to bring somebody in to maybe take that title away from Chris Candido. So one of the matchmakers of XPW throws a wild card in while the match is going. It wasn't advertised. So... They brought in the suicidal, homicidal, genocidal Sabu, and it's an oh shit moment. You know, the lights didn't go out, reflection nights. He just came in, he did his thing, he, you know, he he did the leg drop all on the table off of off of Chris Candido. But TW, what say you about this clusterfuck of a match? These three guys work with each other in ECW. These three guys have worked with each other on the highways and byways of the United States of America, TW. They're supposed to have that chemistry, but this is where you and I would probably agree, you know, what does Vince McMahon and what does Eric Bischoff and what does WCW and WWF have? What does Scott DeMore have? What does the, the guy in Michigan that you like to work for have? Structure, you know, organization. So I would, I would guess Rob Black does not have that organization to, like, tell a story within this match. Or is he entrusting these guys too much to do something? What say you, TW, about that? Because it wasn't well, starts off. They start off and they give you some history. They talk about how they were the, a month ago were holding up the three sign and all that. Now they're wrestling each other and they hate each other and they're slapping each other or whatever. And Sabu comes out and Shane Douglas hits Candido and then says, You can have him. And I'm like, Huh? And then while they're fighting, Sabu goes to do something to Candido and he helps Candido and makes Sabu get hurt. And then the end was he. Did it again to Sabu and Candido won, and you're just like, what in the hell is happening here? Like, why is Sabu even in it, and why did Shane Douglas get out of it? But next, you no, know, he's back in it, and now I just did they announce that it was a triple threat match? No, the matchmaker announced it became a triple threat. It wasn't right. booked as a because it looked threat. like because I could barely hear it. I had to watch it on my phone because YouTube wouldn't load on my damn uh, Amazon Fire Stick. Um, mm -hmm. So it looked like he just went to the side and became a cheerleader. 
Like, go ahead. But he probably meant you take him. I'm taking a break. So now it makes sense. But I'm just sitting like, is this a run-in? Did it match? And because I also fell asleep during this. Um, and I just thought, what is happening here? And then Shane helped Sabu loose to Candido. So Shane went first. And then mm-hmm. got Candido in. That, that's, that all makes sense why they did what they did. But it looked like... Just double cross after double cross, reunite after reunite, and then double cross again. Yeah, Didn't he it was beat a... up Candido after he won too? No. No. Sabu beat them both up because he yeah. went off out of the ring and flew on to both of them. So because he was pissed off. So right. th- it was a total clusterfuck reflection, I said. I kid you not. And again, I like these three guys, TW. Because they were in ECW. I like these guys because they had chemistry and they had a backstory. But again, the problem with XPW was it was such a clusterfuck because you can tell Reflectionites. And again, watching XPW from 2000, 2001, 2002. And I kid you not, you know, there's no organization within the match because they need the gimmicks. They need the chairs. They need the canes. They need the tables. They need the thumbtacks. So this way it could... I would say accentuate that that positive and hide the negative of this organization. No storytelling. What the only storytelling that it would be is if you're against Rob Black, if you're against his wife Lizzie Borden storyline wise, TW. That's the only storyline I know. It's the Rob Black army against wrestlers who don't like Rob Black. They're the NWO and the rest of them are XPW. That's what it's. There you go. Everybody against them. Just so you know, this whole Mm -hmm. row of LJNs. Hogan mm-hmm. and Brett are the only two still alive. Thank you very much, Gatekeeper. And then Brian Pillman's up here. He's dead. Okay. Thank you very much, Grim Reaper. You got the. No. Do you need, the do you need a clipboard? Of death. The hall okay, monitor. Okay. The, the, the hall monitor. Gave, where's your clipboard and where's your list? That's all I need. Oh, you got. He's too prepared. Reflection eyes. It's, it's killing me. It's killing me. I don't want. I want to celebrate this. And he's got the list. Oh, got there's one more death. XPW. That's in. The, that's in the. Cronus. I know Cronus is dead. I already know. No, Cronus is dead. the promotion Ooh. is dead. XPW well, it, is it, dead. It, it revived in 2021 and died again. I don't know if it. No, it is. I don't know. Who knows? Is it the same guy? Yeah. What? He revived like it. Ron, is he the new Ron Jeremy? He could be. I don't, I don't want to watch that porn. But but let's put a bow on it, TW. I guess we will give it the grade, and I'll let you go first because I'll go last because I just want to – I'm going to just okay, be honest. E, E, do not watch this. Take our word for it. If you anyone offers you to watch this, I'm not saying you, Professor, because we did it for the show, but if anyone says, hey, man, you got to check out this XPW, stop being friends with them immediately. It is a E, and it is two thumbs down in a circle. I'm going to give it the triple F. (laughs) And the reason I'm giving it a triple F reflection ice is not because of my bias towards ECW, but maybe there's a little bit of bias. I'm not going to like be ashamed of understanding of it. Yeah. But from the XPW standpoint, no, they're they're shells of what, what extreme is about. They're shells of what hardcore wrestling is about. And like TW said, Rob Black is a mark. Who thinks he know he knows what the wrestling business is all about? And TW is right. When I look at Rob Black, yes, he paid Shane Douglas to come to his arena. Yes, he paid Chris Candido. Yes, he paid Sabu. I applaud Rob Black for giving wrestlers a pay paycheck. But guess what? 
the wrestlers worked you, Rob Black, because you paid them. They don't give two shits about XPW. That's why Shane Douglas left for WCW. That's why Chris Candido left for WCW. That's why Terry Funk left for WCW when he was in XPW. He took a check. That's how that's how of a mark you are because you did not even know that the wrestlers with experience who knew the ins and outs of the business, TW, they were working Rob Black for his paycheck. May, and maybe they got some some nice blowjobs from the fluffers. Cool. You got a paycheck and a blowjob. Congratulations. But guess what? That came out of your own pocketbook. You had to double put, you had to double pay. You had to pay your women to do the job on the on the boys too to make them satisfied to get the to the five hundred dollars. They didn't want a hot dog and a handshake. Well, they wanted a handshake, but they wanted the handshake from the women. But neither they you know, the, that. But the Chabella Bella Cruz reach around handshake. When I reach around on a woman, <laughs> no, she, 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 no, she creams when I reach around. But they didn't need to hear no that. Really, we're not. Because you pumped it out. No, I fisted it up. You made it worse for yourself. No, 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 you made you made it worse. But anyway, <laughs> with that being said, I give it the triple F. And we close on this episodic episode. Episode 172 of the XPW, Extreme Pro Wrestling from July of 2000. And hopefully we gave you some background because, again, if you did not watch Dark Side of the Ring uh, XPW Reflection Nights, Maybe this episode, this episodic episode, will give you some clarity about XP. Is of the ring on this? Yes, you can watch it. That's on YouTube also. I'm going to watch that. Th there you go. So maybe now I should have had you watch Dark Side of the Ring. So this way you have more clarity about what, what was no, going I on with this it. episode. I want to hear it all. I want to, now that I've seen this, because it would have made me not want to watch this shit. So, <laughs> so with that being said, TW, give out those socials so we can get out of here. Pro Wrestling Coalition Network sponsors us at PWC Network at podbean.com, Hami Media Group at podbean.com as well, and they're also at channelattitude.com. Our Twitter is at PW Reflection. Um, Big Ray Hernandez, that's his tag. Big Ray, we just call him Big Ray. Hernandez is, is for uh, semantics. I don't know. It's so you know which Big Ray it is. Uh, at Big Ray Hernandez on Twitter, Threads, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Grinder, uh, Professor's DMs. That's where you can find him at Big Ray Hernandez. Uh, my Instagram and Bad Guy Twitter is at Tommy Wonder Nineteen. My TikTok and Good Guy Twitter is at. It's not D Twitter anymore, TW. It's Xer. Oh, I don't know about that. I, don't, I go on there less and less. Okay. That's why, if you ever notice when I go on there, T and Coupon, I got I give him like seventy-two likes in a row because I'm catching up with all the ones that he tagged us in. So I'm I'm behind mm -hmm. the eight ball, but. But uh, at the Tommy Wonder is my uh, TikTok and uh, the other Twitch Exeter or whatever. Snapchat's <laughs> number wonder, Facebook.com backslash Tommy Wonder, and the Instagram is uh, threads is at Tommy Wonder19. Big Vito and Noel can be found at bigvitobrand.wixsite.com or patreon.com backslash the Big Vito brand. Uh, and you can watch the early release of the reflection video at twitch.tv backslash the big veto brand and before i turn it over to you just want to say finally finally and i know it's, this is going to air a week after the news broke finally brian pillman jr has gone home he's going to be in orlando soon 
and he's going to run NXT. He's going to make it back to the black and gold, maybe make it black and orange, baby. And then I predict David Hart Smith is not far behind, and we'll see them two together. Maybe maybe not David Hart Smith, maybe Tyson Kidd. Maybe uh, He's got no neck. He can't wrestle. No, but at least the allegiance. He could be that, the manager. That right. He be the manager. Yeah. yeah. Tyson Kidd and Nat- Natalia. Natalia. Yep. And so Davey Boy Smith Jr. I don't know. He They tried, but they, they let him go again. Yeah, because they didn't have Pillman. They're like, just go get better until we get Pillman. Okay. They're cool. meant to be. The- Bring in Teddy Hart's dumbass, too. Bring them all in. He's in jail, so, you know. Is he in jail? Yes, he got arrested again. Did he get booked for any of the mother crimes or murders and stuff? I have no idea, but he got arrested again. So that's Bringing me and sister. Jenny? He'll, turn, he'll turn on AEW. He'll go right there. That, that is true. He would do that. If <laughs> Jenny Neihardt comes to WWE to manage uh, Brian Pillman Jr., then A-Track Brown will be an NXT shill in a second, in a split right. second. But again, neither here nor there. Shout-outs to A-Track Brown. But you can find me on my excerpt at PWSOPRF. That's PWSOPROF. And you can follow this. Uh, hopefully, H-Track Brown, his slow ass, will upload this goddamn video <laughs> at the PWSO YouTube Networks. Follow my brothers in arms, the host of the Wednesday Locker Room, Billy Ray Valentine, at OB1, you know me. And, of course, the king of the reactions, H-Track Brown, at the number eight, T-R-A-C Brown. So what are we going to do next week? I don't know. Maybe another episodic. Maybe a what if, because we haven't done a what if in a long time, so I gotta think about a great what if. Or maybe TW might have a what if that he wants to use, and he'll we'll kind of brainstorm during the week, and then we'll give you something for next week. So with that being said, I'm the professor. That's thumbed up doing it. So he hasn't eaten, he hasn't eaten shit in a year. So get him things, get some suggestions to TW. Find some shit for him to eat for his gang of the dumb dumb doing it. So. That's Mr. Wonderful, Dr. Freakenstein, the man with the white beater on, the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour. Tommy Winter saying good night, and we'll see you next time here at the PWR podcast at the Hami Media Group at Podbeam.com. Give it up, that X. Throw out the Xer. Peace.